So we are live. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Warrior Women in Business podcast. My name is Jasmine Sandler. I'm your host, CEO of Warrior Women in Business. And we are on episode 31 today. Very excited to have my friend, colleague, Warrior Women in Business fashion pro and master Tina Trevino on today. So before we get started on today's interview, I have a couple of things to announce. So first and foremost, for any of the Latin Business Today audience or uh, Tina's friends and family <laughs> that may be listening, and any new Warrior Women in Business uh, members and attendees, a little bit about Warrior Women in Business, what it is all about. It's very simple, actually. Um, the mission of Warrior Women in Business, which started as an entity only in the last few months, you may be familiar with our conference called Brand You, which has essentially been shut down because of COVID. Um, is really an entity and a member organization for women that are warriors that are in the place where they need support and real support from women that have been there and done that. So what I do is I bring together the best of the best women in different industries, cross industry from fashion, law, music, film, art to the table and have them share their stories, advice and tangible um, action steps for you to take action in your careers, whether you are a woman that's had a corporate career for quite a long time, and you're looking to transition into entrepreneurship, or you are an entrepreneurship, we are here for you. The website is warriorwomenbusiness.com. For those of you that don't know, on there you can find all the upcoming classes, courses, and events that we are hosting, including two classes and courses that we'll be talking about today that Tina is so graciously hosting on how to develop a fashion brand. Uh, and if you've been on our site, you would notice that we have now merchandise and that's all thanks to Tina's brilliance. So <laughs> with that, I wanna welcome Tina to the show. You can go off of on uh, mute right now, Tina. Say hello to the audience. Hi everybody. It's really fun to be here with you, Jasmine. I'm so excited about this. I've been dying for today. So and I'm <laughs> super excited to share what I know and how I got into this crazy business with everybody. <laughs> it is a crazy business. It um, is. So, you know, I'm just going to give, a, let me just give everybody a quick background on you, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. And um, background on how we connected, because I think that that's really important to tell the longevity of the warrior women business story. So Tina and I actually connected, I think, through Ramona, right? Is yeah, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to Ramona, who's my financial advisor. <laughs> she is... <laughs> tremendous. Um, so I connected with this woman, Ramona, who is, I've just started working with this year in being my financial advisor because I have a lot going on. She's very helpful. And she's a true warrior woman because I kind of talked to her about what warrior women in business is all about. And she said, well, you need to connect with my friend, Tina. So I connected with Tina and I told her, hey, listen, you know, um, I've had an idea for a fashion brand for ages. And as you can see in the background here, I have my motorcycle helmet. So I drive bikes and uh, I was like, I have this brilliant idea for a warrior women lifestyle motorcycle clothing brand. And most people would be like, you're insane. But she said, you're not insane. Let's make this thing happen. I mean, just to hear that, just to hear support from someone, you know, when you're trying to start a business or a new business is really what keeps you going, you know? So that's how we connected. And, you know, we started chatting and her experience is so tremendous. Uh, she's a CEO of a fashion brand called Takaya, which she's gonna talk to us about today. 
So she's been in the industry for quite a while, although she looks extremely young and, uh, <laughs> you know, developing this brand and being in fashion, like back whenever to now has just changed over time. Right now, retail is so crushed and she's constantly evolving and redeveloping a fashion brand and supporting through her mentorship, other aspiring uh, fashion designers. So, you know, we've connected and we do, we're developing programs to support the women out there that are interested in this field. Um, so I've asked her to be on to talk about, you know, her experience in the field, what Takaya is all about. She also, like me, um, you know, is also running another program and organization with Latin Business Today. She's going to talk about that publication and events and what they do. Uh, so that's Tina. Did I miss anything? You want I don't know. Maybe a couple of things. I don't know. I think you did pretty good, though. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did all right. <laughs> I think you caught it all, so. All right. So, you know, my first question to you is uh, being in the fashion business is no easy feat. It's a long, hard road, uh, you know, and, to, and I, I've had lots of friends in the fashion business, you know. So can you tell us your individual story in terms of why you chose it, how it's how your individual story has evolved and how you've shaken off some of the obstacles that have come to you and, and met success. Yeah, sure. I, I actually, I, I love the story of how I got into the business because I don't think I chose it. I think it chose me. Ah, cool. um, you know, I, I was always a creative kid and I was really lucky. My mother, who is a Latina, um, you know, Mexican-American, um, she decided at a young age before she had me that she wanted to have a bridal shop and my father was supportive of it and so she ran her own shop out of the house we had a separate place that she could have the business and a showroom and she would have brides and you know their their um, bridesmaids come in and purchase dresses and bridesmaids gowns and she'd do all the alterations um, and some of the designs and the veils and things like that and as she was doing alterations she would cut these beautiful scraps of fabric off the gowns and I had all these incredible fabrics. So I had the best dress Barbies because ah. she taught me how to sew and how to make patterns. And I, I loved it from a young age and I, I just knew that's what I was gonna do for the rest of my life. So it definitely stuck with me as I got older and they were always supportive of that, even though it's a very creative industry. And uh. I, don't, I don't think growing up in Ohio, you would think, that's a business my kids should be in. Yeah. But they were super supportive and they always knew I was gonna um, I was gonna do it no matter what. So I'm really lucky I had supportive parents kind of leading the way and letting me um, do what I needed to, to to get into this business. So that was the start of it. Um, okay. And then I pretty much worked my way up. You know, I went to college, went to FIT here in New York. They, okay. they sent me to New York and uh, kind of let me have at it. And once I got out of school here, I started as a, a little lowly assistant designer and kind of worked. Did you, her, how did that start and how did you get your first well, students listening? So how did that start? Yeah, I well, so I'm sure it's even it's schools probably have better programs than they did back then. When I was mm -hmm. at FIT, they had um, a group where you could go to so that you could find all the jobs in the industry. You had the connections there. You could, you know, apply to whatever jobs. And at that, that time, cause that was in 92, there were a lot of companies out there, a ton of companies. So yeah. it wasn't hard to get a first job. I think it's, I think it's harder because there's lesser places today, but I oh. think the resources at school are probably 
better to help guide you. And now um, young kids are getting into internships. So that gives them a, a springboard already to end up somewhere. So right. I do think the opportunities are a lot um, more available, more readily available for, for young um, students getting out of school these days. But, um, you know, I started as an assistant designer with a very low salary, uh, you know, had to have a few roommates and work my way up and, and, and just, you know, kept learning more. Um, the industry was really flourishing then. And so you could kind of jump up through the ranks and every time you would look for another, you know, position, you know, you could dramatically um, gain more income as you kind of moved up the ranks with more experience. So, you know, I went from an assistant designer to an associate designer, to a lead designer, to a design director, to an executive design director. And that, but how did you make all those things happen? The climate? You no, know, you, you, I think the first time I did it, it was scary because I was forced to, the company that I was at was actually um, going to close. So I got forced out of it. I kind had to like make the exact situation that we're in now. Yeah. So mm -hmm. okay. I was forced to, but I think that's not the reason you should do it. Right. It just happened to yeah. be the first time that I was forced to. So, you know, I had to redo my resume, reach out there, find connections, ask for help, ask people in the industry. Do you know anybody, you know, who's looking for a, a designer? Um, so you do need to make sure you have those connections and people you stay in good communication with and, and, don't ever burn any bridges. I know people say that all the time, but That's I so truly, true. truly mm -hmm. mean it no matter what, you know, um, you got to keep your cool about things because you never know who you might need to ask for something. So <laughs> and that, I, that advice, no one's ever said on this podcast, Tina, and that's really good advice. Yeah. You because have to, you have to, because if I look at my own business, you know, the way that my business works on the digital marketing consulting and doing branding work, you know, and any small business owner can attest to this. It's harder to get a new client than it is to grow an existing client. Correct. I mean, it's. you know, <laughs> it's pretty, unless you don't want the client, but if you want the client, then you can't right. burn those bridges. You have to continually be building relationships. Right. And to your yeah. point, even if you're looking for another client, better it come from somebody, you know, within because they know you. True. That's so also true. You know, so yeah, so make sure you maintain all those all those incredible connections you have, no matter how difficult it is sometimes. So. Yeah, I have a great intern right now. Her name is Allie. I'm going to give her a shout out because she's just awesome, doing a great job. And I've had a lot of interns and um, because you started the story saying how you started at the beginning. So when you start at the beginning, I always say when I hire someone, that's why I tell them, even, you know, this, you're building a career. And it's always about, even if you don't necessarily like that position, you're moving on to something else, try not to burn a bridge. Yeah. I just think this is really, really good advice. That's yeah. why I'm sticking to it for half of a second. And you'll always learn something no matter what out of that job, whether you liked it or you didn't like it, you'll pick up valuable tools that you'll just keep traveling with. So yeah, I mean, I did too. Just so. think of it as a stepping stone, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So getting on to the fashion industry. So it can be, what was that movie? The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. God, I love that. <laughs> it's such a great movie. movie. If you haven't seen it and you're a young one, you got to go and watch it. <laughs> so It's the best movie. Anyway, so that, that gets to my second question. It can be highly competitive. <laughs> and um, so, so can, cool. yeah, just a little bit, especially when it comes to women. No, I'm just joking around. But um, <laughs> so can you share how you've been able to make female allies? Because this is what 
warrior women in business is all about yeah. making female allies. So how do you, how have you done that in the fashion industry and what has been in the outcome? Maybe one example. Yeah. To your point, it's, it's truly really the way it was back in the eighties though, in the, in the early nineties, it was a very backstabbing catty business. Um, yeah. I think as the landscape has changed and it's become more difficult in this, in this career path, uh, and also what's happening today, women are just becoming much more empowering, helpful, collaborative. They really realize that their networks are the networks that are going to help each other um, yeah. and we need each other. So I think as time has gone by, it's changed. And I think for myself, as a creative person, uh, that type of personality, I know that collaborating with people and gaining insight from people is just how I operate. Um, I know the more I, I can get to share with my clients, the better. So if I need help, I'm going to ask for it. You know, whoever it is who can help me. Yeah. That was one thing that I think I learned a long time ago. I had a project where I was, I was not, um, I'm, a, I'm a designer by nature. I, I'm not necessarily the business. I wasn't the business side of it. I am now. Right. Of course. But you know, that took I time to get comfortable with it. And so there was a point where I had to find somebody who could help me lay out a planogram for a store and lay out mm -hmm. the merchandising strategy um, of how much to buy for what season. Um, and I had to find somebody to ask. And I really felt uncomfortable having to ask somebody for all this help. But at the end oh. of the day, it's, it wasn't my skill set. And then yeah. I, learned, I learned from them, right? You know, yeah. so yeah. you can't be threatened by what you don't know you can only ask for the best people to help you. And then from there, hopefully you learn and you can take it on yourself. So I would say, um, learn to collaborate with people. You're gonna need to surround yourself with people who have skill sets that you don't have. You know, If you don't understand the marketing or what it takes, find yourself someone who is talented at that, who you can exchange services with uh, to, to help you. I think the collaboration is key for sure. Absolutely. Um, so talk to us about Takaya as a brand, like, how did you create this brand? Well, first of all, tell us about the name and, you know, <laughs> what, how did you create as a unique brand and how you, how have you been successful with it? Because it's again, going back to competition and brand. Yeah. It's just, uh, tell us about that. So Takaya came about because of the change in the industry. As I started to, you know, the last four years or so, I really saw, the retail scene changing, um, brick and mortar stores having a lot of difficulty, my client base changing, all these big box stores were the ones um, who were having the most success or, or the discounters having the most success. And that's fine, but we need to help some of these mid-level stores and smaller stores as well. So, you know, I, I started to see where I wanted to focus my energies. And so at that point, I also realized I've been helping so many other people build their brands. Um, yeah. I've worked with Brooke Shields. I've worked with Nicki Minaj and Adam Levine and Wendy Williams. And I thought, I, I think I'm kind of ready to do this for myself. So I, I think it's, it's a year and a half ago, basically. Um, I decided to kick it into gear. And oh. I, was, I was looking for the name of uh, what I wanted this to be. I happened to be on vacation in Puerto Vallarta with some friends and somebody um, spoke to my husband. My husband's name is Dave. And he said, you know, you're my Takayo. And although it's a, it's a Spanish word, I had never heard it. 
I asked what it meant and they said, it means namesake. So if your name was Tina, you would be my Tokaya. Um, wow. So it's people of similar nature, similar name, your namesake. Wow. Uh, and I, I kind of translated that to be the women who I want to be my similar you know, tribe, you know, yes. what, I, what I want from my brand. I want women to feel empowered, comfortable. Um, we, we were going to, now we can't, but um, we, I would have events, pop-ups and I would meet these women and share stories and talk about nice. the fashion. And it was just kind of a, a, a cool networking way to do business, which I still think is the way we're going to, we're going to move forward with small business still. Um, we just need to get past this really challenging time of no events. Um, but that's where the name came from. I heard it a couple times after that and it kind of seemed like fate. I'm like, this is it. This is the name. So, yeah, I hear you. uh, so I kept, I kept at that. And then we launched the first collection in April of 2019 and it's been great. I, it's a lifestyle collection that is all about comfort and versatility and ease of use and easy to travel with, uh, at the time. I didn't realize how important that was going to be with COVID. Uh, now that we are in this time and era, it's actually a brand that really helps um, with with everything going on. You know, it's an easy brand to wear. You look cool together. It's not too much like overthinking it. It's just uh, streamlined awesome. and easy. And yeah, I've been. It's been. It's been great. So I can't. I can't complain. <laughs> Do you have a Takaya piece there? Uh, so what you see in the back is yeah. actually some of the newer pieces for holiday. We have oh. all these cute completers, like cozy, fuzzy yarn, cool oh. fabric. So nice. um, yeah, and then I just got one more piece in today that is I love that top. cute little poncho-y wrap thing. So it's yeah, beautiful. so a lot of this will go up on the website. I got to get get that going this weekend. So. And the website for everybody? It's takayashop.com. And actually, we just loaded up a discount for anybody uh, watching today or for any warrior women in business. If you purchase we'll put it anything, on the website, yeah. Yeah, now till the end of the year, the code is WWIB20 and you get 20% off any purchase. There we go. All the warrior women are going to be comfortable, sexy, <laughs> sophisticated. While they're working like this. So. While they're working <laughs> like this. <laughs> All right, I love it. Um, I'm going to have to order a top. Anyway, so for the women that are in fashion or they, so the women that are already existing in the fashion industry or are new and want to grow, um, what's like one bit of advice on either side? So let's take, of which I know, a lot of women that are like in the, the perimeters, I guess, of the fashion world, obviously I'm not in that world, <laughs> you know, um, doing something to support the industry or selling to consumers, or you're looking to get into it. So for the two sides in the business or having yet started and are interested, what piece of advice would you give to either side at the moment during, during this situation with yeah. going down and an inevitable major change in the fashion industry? Yeah, I think if you're, outside of it and you're looking or thinking about getting into it mm -hmm. I think first of all you first of all you have to know that you really really want to do this uh it, it is a it's a, a time and money investment so be sure you have the stamina and the drive and the energy to get into it first of all it's a business sometimes people people mistake fashion 
and how fun and glamorous it can be with the fact that it's a business. You know, what we all see at the end of the day on, on magazine shoots and editorial shots is the final product. Everything up to that is like any other business. It's a lot of work. So make sure you really want to get into it. But then if you have, if you have your mindset, and then I would just say, jump into it. Because if you overthink it too much, you will start to uh, talk yourself out of it. There are a lot of components, you know? So if you really are serious and you want to do this and this is your goal, jump in and get started. Um, and you will need to surround yourself with some people who are, who are in the industry probably because unless you know every aspect of everything, you know, there's the design part, there's you know, the uh, how do you get samples made, there's production, there's budget, there's your website, marketing, sales, distribution. Unless you know everything, it's impossible without surrounding yourself with people who have that experience. So if you're an outsider looking in, that would be my advice to you. If you're in the business right now, um, I, I would hope you have a great job because right now I know a lot of people who are unemployed, uh, but I have been helping find some people some jobs. I'm so excited. I just got a friend hired at a company and now I have a couple other people. I'm trying to like find some spots for them, but hopefully, you know, you're in the industry and I think it's what we said, you know, keep learning from where you are in the business. But keep your eye on the future as well. Don't get too, too comfortable. It's a very ever-changing industry. And stay on top of what the changes are because, yes, there is going to be a huge change, especially after um, COVID, the pandemic, in terms of how the business changes. I do think that direct-to-consumer, supporting small business, supporting local business, these are all big concepts. Um, sustainability. Mm. Keep your eye on those keywords and those key things that are moving, just moving targets that you need to be ready to, to you know, figure out how to manage. Yeah, that's great. And um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not in business, in fashion and in other business. It's not just focused on the now. You have to also look at the future. Yeah, that's how you know? I think I've managed to be in the industry this long and just keep moving, uh, kind of looking at where I am, what I've gathered information-wise, and taking it to the next step to keep moving along the path. Yeah, I mean, at Warrior Woman in Business, you know, we have coaches now, um, and the point is to bring together coaches that can serve across the continuum of business development, you know? So you, yeah, and that, my point is you, if you don't have a plan, you don't even know where you're going, you know what right. I mean? I mean, and, and then you'll waste money. <laughs> That's the big thing, you know, to Ramona's right point, like we yeah. talk about that all the time. I'm like, I just don't want to waste a penny. I mean, you nobody can't. has it these days. You have to be very smart and economical about the choices that you make and, and make sure that you have a return on investment for every dollar you're putting into your business. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about Latin biz today. Ah, yes. Today. yes. So um, Tina interviewed me on that. That was very fun. And it, is, it is a great publication. Yeah. And um, we were so happy to have you on with all of your you know, insight on building a business too. I thought that was incredible Thanks. because yeah. that's what Latin biz today is all about. It's helping entrepreneurs start up businesses, or even if you're in business and you're just looking for new ways to advance and grow. Uh, we're all about helping those people. It's a, it's a digital publication, all digital. 
and we provide content and resources for anyone who is looking to start a business or, or growing their business. We tend to skew a little bit heavier on the demographic of females, interestingly enough. Good. So that says a lot, you know, <laughs> there are women starting businesses. Oh yeah, we're covering this all the time. That's the Absolutely. whole point. The, the whole start of Warrior Women in Business is the first place. It's like, wow, all these women. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what's so phenomenal about it. And women are much more willing and open to, I think, network and communicate and collaborate no and all of these things. So <laughs> for me, it's it's a it's a fun job. I'm a partner and also the director of community relations. So wow. I'm part of the outreach team, always looking for new content for us. And um, yeah, it's 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 been great. I, I I love being a part of it. We're growing and we're, we're doing really well. So just happy about being a part of it yeah everybody should check it out i think it's a great publication it's it is it's it's it, what i like about it is that you're staying current with what's going on and yeah. it's it's not like an in your face it's just a nice it's a nice to read and nice to engage with and you also yeah. when covid is over <laughs> sure you go back to doing community-based events so exactly well i think yeah. i think what to your point what it's so it's latin biz today latinbusinesstoday.com. Sorry, we just rebranded. We just got a new logo, our new website. Nice. Um, nice. I didn't even know that. It's, it's <laughs> really fun. It used to be strictly business, but we've seen and that as time has changed, everybody's, you know, business is life and life is business. And it's kind of oh, just like a so circular, true. right? Yes. You don't know where the it's, cutoff points are. <laughs> Maybe there aren't any. I think you need but, two clocks in life. <laughs> Or three in my in my case. I need, need three. Need, I have three things going on every day. You need so, yeah. more. But, I know um, it's ridiculous. We we've <laughs> added content that is lifestyle driven to it. So we we do it with a Latino nuance. So we have culture and recipes and music and fashion, and then we twist Music. it so that you see the business side of what these things are too. Like how does a, a musician create his own business or her own business and, and turn it into something successful and prosperous. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's what I love about it because as a musician and an aspiring fashion designer, yeah, it's giving me the, the keys and the permission to move forward. Exactly. There's it's, plenty of good content on there that we can all relate to. And, and I'm certainly approachable if anybody is ever looking for more information. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So at the end, we'll go through that. All right. So um, because we have more to cover more questions I have. So, you know, it's obvious to me, you understand the importance of being a warrior. <laughs> and, um, you know, once we get, so for everybody, we are now ordering. Um, so we have a couple of things coming up, which I haven't even mentioned yet, but if you go to the Warrior Women Business site, you'll see right when you get to the homepage that there's a link to go to our store. <laughs> and um, so we just, well, Tina, <laughs> Who's we, helping me? We, 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 <laughs> we are, we are partners. <laughs> Tina, uh, we, we together have launched a store and uh, we have a new collection. So we're going to be ordering t-shirts that will be available as soon as they come to us. And um, so, um, yeah, so I wanted to mention that. So, you know, as a warrior, um, how would you define a warrior woman in fashion specifically? Like when you think about a woman that comes into the fashion world and she has to be independent and make it on her own. What is, what is that perception for you? Well, first of all, I love being referred to as a warrior woman in fashion. <laughs> That's like the coolest title. So. I just made it up. So there <laughs> well, you go. I like it. I'm going to get a little tag. No, we're going to have another t-shirt. Okay. Well, yes. yes, that I want to. So I know I can't wait till they come, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think if, 
as a warrior woman in fashion, I think it's being a kind of a, 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 a Jill of all trades, let's say, uh, like you know, I think if you have the design sensibility, that's great, but you do have to learn a little bit about every component of the business. If you don't know a little bit about everything, you won't understand how to get to the end and how to be successful. Yeah. So I think you got to understand a little bit to some degree. You can't say, I don't do the, I don't do any of the financial and yeah. I don't want it. Like you have to understand, you have to have an understanding about these things. You may not have it at the beginning, but you need to start to learn. Like, you know, like I said, I was never the one who wanted to, to, to be a part of that when I was, you know, in the regular industry and, and I was strictly designed and, and then I had to learn about production and I had to learn about cost sheets and how to figure out, you know, all, all of the costs involved. Yeah, there's a lot behind it. You know, landing fee, landing customs, duty, all these kinds of things. And mm. I, so I think like you need to know those components you, a little bit. You need to understand marketing. What does that mean? Like, what does yeah. that mean for your brand? How, how involved in marketing are you going to want to be? Do you want to market to the domestic you know, world here? Do you want to get broader and do something overseas? Right. Do you want to do, you know, just your own small direct to consumer brand? Do you like, you got to understand it's a, a big, lot. Yes. yeah. So that, that's what I would say being a warrior woman is not being afraid to, to learn these things and yes. empower yourself with those tools, right? They're great tools to have. And should you want to shift gears and do something else in another business, you're always going to use those kinds of tools as well. So listen, at the end of the day, I love this. And it makes, to me, it makes perfect sense. I see this like beautifully dressed warrior woman, but with a big brain, you know, when big you say brain. That. So I see, but anyways, a big, a big sexy brain. It's sexy. The key word is sexy in this whole conversation today. Better feel sexy to feel good about yourself and be a warrior woman in fashion in some respects. Of course. Yeah. I think that, that yeah. it's being smart and a leader and empowering that all together rolled up in a package is, is pretty darn cool. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, in, I remember back in grad school, you know, when I had time to read books. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, but when I, you I had, know, when I had time to sew things. <laughs> yeah. I would, I don't know how to sew anyway, <laughs> at all. I sewed, no, I have another story. I can't tell it on the podcast. <laughs> I was a rebel in junior high. I, um, I was in a sewing class and my, my uh, teacher was like 90 years old. And so she was senile. So we had this project and um, we had to sew something. And I was like, I don't know how to sew. So she had sewn something like years ago and it was in this closet. And I must've been like 11. I don't know, but I took it and I gave it to her. And I said, I made it and I got an A. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> I'm a badass. Anyway, it's okay. Like, you know what? Whatever. I didn't hurt anybody. I just, I did hurt myself because now I don't know how to sew. You, you just wanted a good, you just wanted a good grade. It's the only time in school I was really bad. So I told the story on Warrior Women in Business. I am unafraid of <laughs> as a musician. Anyway, so no, what I was going to say is, you know, knowledge is power. In every, in every business situation, you yep. have to be. And that's why Warrior Women in Business has its whole education arm. It's really about learning and learning from people that have actually done it and can prove it, you know? So, all right. Um, so we are, we're, we are getting to, we're getting to questions soon, but okay. um, just uh, peeing off of that, that little statement there, um, peeling off of that, 
I know that you're offering, we're doing a couple of things with Warrior Women in Business and Tina. So for those that are watching, listening, we are, we are going to do a full four week. It's a rolling four week class really intended for people that really want to build a fashion brand from like end to end, whether you're coming out of FIT or you're, um, you know, you have some startup money or you have an existing product, let's say we have a four, four, four week course that's rolling dates and that's already on the website, right? Um, but we are just announced for by demand, actually, a lot of people just want to kind of get the feel of it and maybe have a couple of things that they can do. So we're doing a workshop um, November 18th in the evening, 6 p.m. It just got listed on warriorwomenbusiness.com. Tina's offering 15% off. It's already like the cost of like lunch. <laughs> so A New York City cocktail. <laughs> which we will all have when COVID. Yeah, exactly. Um, so can you share with us a couple of things that people will learn on November 18th? Yeah. So it's a, a just a tight intensive class for those of you who want to kind of get your feet wet and hear a little bit more about what getting into the business is all about. And, you know, initially we'll talk about concept and creation and what it takes to have a good idea, how to bring mm. a good idea to the market, um, talking about what fills the need and avoid in the market and, you know, demographics, just to kind of get you to see if what you have is something that you think is a, is a real deal idea to get moving on to the next steps. And then we'll touch on some of the other things that um, I talked about earlier, you know, those, those key things that you need to incorporate throughout the business to get it going, which would be the prototypes, production, budget, you know, we'll touch on those things, the marketing, um, just to kind of give you a hit of everything that will be in the four-week intensive, uh, the four-week masterclass, actually. Um, and so if you like what you see and hear there, then I urge you to take the masterclass where you'll really learn everything that you need and you'll have uh, my, my help, my experience at your disposal to ask as many questions as you want. Um, and, and honestly, I am excited to help any person who wants to get started in the business. There's nothing better than at this point in my life, being able to help other people um, do what they want to do and, and get into the industry. Well, I got to say, I am a, a testament, a guinea pig to, to <laughs> Tina's generosity. And I'm being very real here, which I always am anyway, is, um, you know, I come across so many different people in business and I have for many, many, many years at this point. And Tina has been nothing but generous with me. Uh, oh, thank you. No, I mean, really. I mean, it's very hard to find ally, female allies that are really there for you and want to get involved and just super helpful and talented. So, I mean, if you have any interest at all, just like me, if you're like, hey, I have this crazy idea for a motorcycle jacket, which is still going to come out, and wetsuit, and skateboard, and we all have the a lot of things. We just touched the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. We have a lot more to do with you and, and your brand. So, I'm so much product that. development happening. So, yeah. So, um, so, if you have any interest, it's November 18, 6 p.m. It's going to be hosted on warriorwomenbusiness.com. So, you can go there today. You can see the event. You can sign up. That's fine. Um, so now we're going to go, we're, we're done with the Q&A, so we're going to go into audience <laughs> questions now. So I just, uh, I'm going to check over on Facebook to see what's happening. Uh, so just give me a minute. Sure. Generally, it takes a few minutes for people to ask questions, but please ask a question. 
it doesn't matter how dumb it is. <laughs> no, there are no I'm dumb just questions. joking. It's such a joke. <laughs> There's no dumb questions. Actually, leads me to another story before I get into the questions. <laughs> so back when I worked at IBM, which is I was a director at IBM for years, before I got into um, digital marketing, um, I remember going into a meeting and being like the youngest person in the room. Oh my and, god. I remember days like that. Right? No and there more. was this like major executive guy. It was pretty much like, you know, back then it was mainly men. I don't give a damn. And um, so it was all men and me, maybe. And I was like the youngest person in the room. But I had a question. And um, I kept saying that in my head. And I was so nervous. My heart was beating like mad. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And now I'm a keynote speaker and a singer. I don't give a damn. But <laughs> I asked a question. And what happened was it inspired a conversation. So I think like if you do take Tina's class, ask questions because you, you just learn so much and you never know in group settings where those conversations can go because Tina has great knowledge, but also in the group, there's a lot of conversations yeah. that can happen. All right. Yeah. So now getting into, whoa, I have so many questions here. I'm reading off my phone. I'm like using a laptop, a phone, that's why I'm looking <laughs> around like crazy. So question one, I only have a design idea that I want to produce. I don't know anything about production, manufacturing, or marketing. How do I execute my idea? Oh, that's really good. Um, well, first of all, I hope you have a fabulous idea. I'm guessing you do. Uh, but once you have an idea, and if you if you really don't know anything more than that, um, I, I would be a woman. You could ask already, uh, but uh, about the whole process. But you will have to find yourself somebody who's probably been in the business and, and gone down the road. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, you're gonna need somebody who can help you do the technical design for it. Um, somebody who can help locate a sample room or a small factory to get you a prototype made of whatever it is. So you'll need to find connections like that. You can certainly reach out on LinkedIn, um, you know, any kind of online places as well to see if there's anybody who can help you, but probably somebody in the industry with some experience. Yeah. Getting them, getting someone on your side, a mentor, right? Yep. Okay. Um, question two, how have you continued to be successful even during the pandemic when retail has slowed down? Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's tricky, right? That's just tough and tricky. Um, yeah. well, no matter what, the, you know, when lockdown happened, first of all, everything shut down. There wasn't anything. Um, you know, I've, I've, yeah. had, I've had orders for some other things that I've been working on and everything got canceled and canned. Uh, I was lucky when stuff started to reopen again. I think it was about August when people were like, oh, oh, we're ready. Actually, July, July. We were like, people were like, we're ready now. So we had to kick it into gear and get production moving quickly to fulfill orders because people didn't have any merchandise. Um, so I think, you know, just being able to react quickly when things opened up was something that uh, I was able to do. I produce a lot of stuff domestically so I could turn things. I had mm. a lot of stuff sitting there. That's a big the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're so, going to cover that in the course, right? Because I get a lot yes. of, I've worked with tons of female startups in fashion, all different animal and human anyway. And uh, that's a big problem is like, should I produce domestically or internationally? So anyway, so I know that's something yeah, you need to cover it, for these people. It depends on what you're, you want to produce. It depends on your yeah. minimums and your size of your order. And it depends on how, how much you plan to uh, invest in your business. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things, a lot of ways to look at it. But um, to this, to the, to back to the question again, I think uh, the other thing is 
your marketing. You know, the marketing since then has to be uh, poised to take advantage of, of what's happening right now. So making sure that you are on social media channels, you're spending your dollars correctly uh, for marketing, but getting your brand out there and being poised for that is, is another thing as well. Okay, what else? Yeah. All right, how do you know if you have a good design idea? That's a great question. I like yeah, that question. It, it is a great question because the the market is saturated with, you know, oversaturated with plenty of apparel, plenty of uh, goods. So what makes your brand unique? What is the differentiator in your brand versus anybody else's? It can be physical. It can be um, something that it does that is different than anything else. So mm. what is your differentiator? I think you got to ask that question because when you're starting your brand, like I said, everybody is like, oh, I want to make the most beautiful, whatever. Yeah. What's different though? What's different? It could be, you know, from the fabrics that you use to the way that you construct it, to the price point that it's at, to a need that it serves, um, a lot of different things. So, you know, if you have something different and then you think there's a market for it, chances are you can be successful. Yeah. Do the market research. Yeah. That's what I do with all my clients, market research. And yes. you, never, you never end with market research, right? It doesn't just like, not like starting a business. It's constant market. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to make sure your product is, you know, it, it, it's competitive. It's competitive and compelling. Yes. The two C's. I agree. Okay. Um, oh, here's a good one. How expensive is it to start a fashion line? Oh, it's a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it costs money. <laughs> yeah, money is a key word there. Um, you know, there are multiple ways to, to do it. Um, so if you want to go all in and you want a full collection and you want to have a new drop every season or try, you know, or more than that, of course, it's going to cost you a lot of money to support that. If you want to go in focused and tight and pick a few little key capsule core items and you just want to support those and you kind of give them little updates, of course, it will cost you less. So um, there's different ways to look at it. So I think you got to first find out how much do you have to start to invest in the business and where you see the money continuing to stream through. Will it be on your return from sales or are you going to need to support it with you know, additional funds? Um, I wouldn't let it stop you if it's something you really want to do. I just think mm. you got to know how to start it. Yeah, yes. And here's my answer in general on business. You have to have a budget. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Right. You have to understand a budget. So I don't, I'm, I'm assuming like in fashion, you have maybe some standard kind of plans or sources, resources for knowing how to budget a fashion line. Are there, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, for example, a small business marketing plan for a specific city, I could turn around, you know, there's templates out there. So are there any resources that they could look at in terms of like startup costs for a fashion brand or line? Um, I, th I think, like I said, there are, you would just need to know where you produce, you know, you have to answer all the questions first. You have to fill out, a, you have to answer all the questions, like a questionnaire probably decide, okay. you know, but yes, once you kind of lock in those components, yes, then we can get you directed somewhere so you can understand what the cost would be to get started. Yep. Okay, good. How do you know where to, how do you know where to manufacture your line? I think you answered that already, kind of. Yeah, again, it'll depend on your minimums, your 
people call them MOQ, your minimum order quantities. Can you support it overseas, you know, offshore where usually they like larger units over there? You know, will you want to, you know, fulfill quickly? Do you need it domestically? Uh, you got to ask again, all those questions about what's the best place to manufacture. Sorry, I'm turning off my mic because with, even with double pane windows over here. I hear, I hear you got traffic. <laughs> it's not only that, it's I'm so, yeah, I mean, this room is insulated, but you know, I get outside, I'm in New York, you know, and I'm, I'm literally in the heart of the city and no matter what I do, there's always noise on the podcast. Sorry, everybody. I tried everything. That's okay. I, always try to, I, try, I try to time mine. Luckily that there are no landscapers out and about with their, you know, uh, whatever the weed whacker. Oh my God. And all of that. So it's so, it's so hard, you know, as a musician, I could go into the studio and I was thinking about using a studio for this podcast, but it's just too dark. And then the internet stinks. So there's never, a, I'm going to find a solution to this eventually, <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's a, it's the content that matters. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the gorgeous women. So, all right. So <laughs> that's all that matters. How do I get a sample made of a design I created? Good uh, question. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. so when I was starting, you know, I actually, I can, I could do some of this stuff myself when it got a little more complicated. And when I started to not have time to do some of my initial protos, I actually have, um, a neighbor, a young neighbor who she wanted to get into business and I've been helping her, but she's, she's been a great seamstress. She does um, oh. patterns. So I was really lucky. I had her to help me. So she made some of my initial protos and patterns. Oh. Um, if, and then she got too busy because she started to succeed at her job. So then I couldn't use her. Yeah. So uh, I have a woman who I, I had met also a long time ago. I've maintained those connections. Mm -hmm. And she um, runs a sample room and a small factory. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, so she does all my patterns and some of my small batch production. So, um, yeah, again, you know somebody in the industry or reach out to somebody in the industry. Like I said, I do know a few people at different levels of what they do. Um, and, yeah, they can get you what you need, a pattern, a prototype, for sure. Cool. That's perfect. So, yeah, I mean, Tina is a certified warrior women in business coach on the website. So if you need her help, we give 30% off. Well, I force all my coaches to give everybody 30% <laughs> off. There you go. So, all right. Um, all right. What are the first steps to take once you know you want to start a fashion line or you have a good idea? So this person wants to know like the first couple of steps. So they have an idea. What's like the first couple of things they should do? Uh, we, I think what we said before, you got to understand what your budget is to take you to the next step and, and where you want to allocate the budget to, um, because you'll want to get your prototypes made and then you're going to decide, are you going to be um, distributing it yourself or are you going to want to sell it to a retailer? Again, you, you know, you, you kind of have to lay out your business plan of how you want to walk through it and how you want to get to the end goal of distribution because there are so many different ways you can do it these days. Um, okay, so I think laying out your plan and knowing your budget and where you want to spend that budget. Yeah, well, all of these things will be answered on November 18th, but these are good. This is all great information. So we're kind of out of time. So what I want to do is, um, first thing I want to do is thank Tina for her time, expertise, answering all these crazy questions. So thank thank you. you, Jasmine. I appreciate it. It was fun. Of course. 
Um, and then a couple of things for folks that are listening and watching now or later. So uh, for this weekend, that's the first thing I'm going to mention. <laughs> so on Sunday on the Lower East Side, we have room for I think three more slots. Uh, if, if people are interested, we are doing a guided, this was the first Warrior Women in Business physical event. I saw that on your uh, on your social media. That's so exciting. Since December 9th, 2019, which was the <laughs> coolest event because my band got to play, but um, where we, we raised money for um, domestic violence shelters in New York City at our holiday party. But this is our first event since then. And uh, so this is an art walk guided by women of culture who everybody probably knows if you've been to our events, we've done three events with them. So the woman that runs Women of Culture will be leading us on a guided art walk tour. And then of course we are having cocktails after. So it starts with a yeah. coffee, goes into art and ends with a cocktail. I mean, perfect. that's pretty perfect. I think so. Yeah. And um, you're also gonna get to actually meet six feet apart, some new <laughs> friends and warrior women contacts. So we have three slots left. Um, if you sign up as a member, you get a discount Warrior Women in Business member. Anyway, so it's on warriorwomenbusiness.com. Just go to events, you'll see it. That's happening this Sunday from 12 to three. That's that. And then Tina's class, the intensive is November 18th at 6 p.m. You're gonna get barraged with a lot of emails from me on this thing. <laughs> sign up, it's the cost of a lunch, it's nothing. So if you are at all serious about your fashion business, if you come to this, you'll save money in the long run if you're starting a fashion business. I mean, that's basically it. So, um, so yeah, so that's also on warriorwomenbusiness.com. And um, so that's it. I mean, she's a couple of contact points here. Takaya, the website is, Takaya Shop. Takayashop.com, yep. You can go there to check out the product, get some ideas as well. Um, and then there's also the discount, the WWIB20 for 20% off any purchase from now until the end of December. So we will put that out. Maybe Allie is putting that out right now on Facebook. I don't know. There's too many screens for me to look at <laughs> at the same damn time. So, but WWIB20 for 20% off to Kaya shop. And then the course, anybody yeah. RSVP'd. And if you didn't RSVP um, for today's podcast and you're on right now, uh, we are, we'll put out the RSVP link so we can send you the discount code for the, for the class. Yeah, I hope everybody joins me for that class. I'm super excited. And, and again, like I think I said, it's important to make those contacts if you want to get into the business. And, you know, if, if you're there, then we can chat more. And, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to get the other people in play that you might need to build your brand. Exactly. So, so those things are happening. I know I'll see you all, maybe some of you on Sunday and all of you that are interested in fashion on November 18th. And then if there's anyone out there that... Um, has a compelling story to tell. The podcast schedule is pretty filled up until December or something, but we have a couple of programs um, for women that have very successful coaching businesses that wanna be a part of what we're doing, which is helping female entrepreneurs. So if you're one of those, just reach out to me, Jasmine Sandler, info at warriorwomenbusiness.com and we'll get right back to you. Um, so thank you so much, Tina. Thank you everybody for who, who listened and watched us today and we look forward to building your successful fashion brands of course um, let's, do let's do it let's do it episode 31 thank you bye <laughs>